You can go ahead and turn in or on your Bibles to 2 Kings chapter 13. 2 Kings chapter 13. I want to start with something today. I'm going to ask uh, John and I'm going to ask Austin to come on up to the front for me. We're going we gonna, as you guys are getting your notes ready and getting your thumbs warmed up to take your notes on your phone or whatever, we're going to have a competition this morning, all right? We're going to have a competition today, and, and we're going to do this thing. We're going to do it right. Y'all just go on over there. Don't pay attention to down here. Uh, so we've, we're going to have a competition today. We're going to see. Now, these guys are, are good friends of mine. They're leaders in the church. John's campus director here. He makes sure the culture's right and things are how they need to be. If you, if you ever need something here at Radiate, uh, I, I want you to see John. John can help you out any way possible. Uh, we're getting prepared for another uh, campus one day. And then uh, we got all in here who's a coach with us and he's an amazing guy and he uh, works right here in the community and but both of them as you can tell because they're both bowing their chest out and, and, and flexing because they're on stage and on camera and they're like I don't know who's gonna see this but I gotta you know we got one guy that's in CrossFit competitions they're trying to get drafted to this stuff you know what I'm saying? but we're gonna do a jump rope competition this morning guys we're gonna see who out of you guys is the most fit who out of you guys, John, I got you the shorter jump rope, but um, we, <laughs> I love you, man. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, we're going to see who can, who can do this. So here's what I'm going to do, right? So I'm going to give you about, we're going to say 45 seconds, all right? 45 seconds. Now, all, uh, you're not Austin. Uh, John, you're going to represent this half of the room, all right? So they're going to have to cheer you on and, hey, listen, listen, you don't want to let 100 people down right here. It's a, their, their success today is on your jump roping skills. So, all right. And then you got Austin over here. You're representing this half of the room. All right. Now, I'm going to go ahead and tell you. I'm going to go ahead and tell you from experience this morning. Uh, this is the most vocal uh, side of the room. All right. And so you probably aren't going to have to hype them up too much, but they might have, hype you up a lot. All right. Get your adrenaline going. So I'm going to give you 45 seconds now. I'm going to trust you in this honor system. And we're in church and God sees all. All right. And uh, Revelation 21.8, that's all I'm going to say, all right? And uh, so don't lie, but I need you to count your jumps, all right? So every time the rope hits the floor, not like drop it, but like whenever you're flinging it over yourself, all right? Count how many you do, and at the end of don't count it out loud, just count it in your head because y'all will cheat. And uh, I want you to tell me at the end of 45 seconds how many you've got. We're going to see who wins this thing, all right? All right, so how many of you guys think Austin can pull this thing off? You good? You got about 20 people that don't believe you can do this right now. <laughs> you guys, anybody over here believe in John today? Okay, all right, okay, all right. Hey, play, play just a little music in the background for me at this point. I'm kind of putting you on the spot back there. This is on me. I love you guys. I'm going to give you 45 seconds starting right now. Go! Here we go, here we go, here we go. Count them off, count them off, count them off. Now, Austin told me he was a double Dutch champion, all right? That's all I'm going to look at him. He's switching feet. All right, 10 seconds down, 10 seconds down. Here we go, here we go. Oh, 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 no, go, go. You got 25 more seconds. 20, <laughs> don't fall, don't fall. Workers comp, don't work here. All right, all right, 15 more, 15 more. Let's go. All right, count with me. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Stop! 
Stop. All right. All right. All right. Listen, <laughs> that was pretty good. I'm not going to lie. There's a reason I didn't do this. All right. So how many did you get, John? 426. For real? Oh, that was like, great day. He was right at 68, 69. 68. We'll go 70. We'll go 70. You don't know. You had one job. You had one job. He can't do. Is he like this at home? He can't do two things at once. Great day. All right, we're going to say you did five. So John, John wins today. John wins the competition. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thank you. Y'all give it up for him for real. Take those to your seat. Take that to your seat. Great, great, great. Hey, psst, psst. There you go. Oh, John said he only got 20 right there. <laughs> you know, I love having fun, and I, I, I love stuff like this, and, and, I, and, and I love doing that kind of thing. But here's what I wanted to, to show you today, right? So what they do, uh, what they were doing is they were jumping rope, but they would, they would mess up every now and then, wouldn't they? Like, you saw Austin about eat it right here on <laughs> on the stage, but honestly it would have been great because it would have been a viral video and it would have been awesome. Uh, great marketing right there, you know. Uh, and then you saw John kind of get tripped up a little bit here and he had to stop for a second. And, and, but what did they do the whole time? They knew that there was a destination they had to get to. They had to get to 45 seconds, right? And they were trying to beat each other in the competition, but what did they do? They just picked up the rope and started back, didn't they? They got their feet up under them and they started getting back into rhythm and doing what they needed to do. And, and, and both of them messed up again after the first time. Right. And, and, and here's the thing that I want to show you today right off the bat is, is it's not about that you can do it with perfection without messing up. Right. It's about are you willing to get back up? Are you willing to get your feet back under you today? Are you willing to get the rope moving in the right direction of life? Are you willing to get your, your faith and your, and your heart and, and all these things together in the same pace and the same rhythm because you got a destination to get to? I want to tell you that success, I want to repeat something I said last week. Success is not about what you start, it's about what you sustain. It's about what you, and you can't sustain something if you're not willing to push through. Because I don't know if you've jump roped since we, you were in this gym uh, for PE, right? But the truth is, is jumping rope's hard. These guys are out of breath right now and they probably need an IV, right? Calves are burning. Legs are burning, lungs are burning, like it's hard and it's difficult, but if you're not willing to push through the burn, you'll never get to the success of the reward. And so Austin may have won if he learned how to count. <laughs> I don't know whoever won, but it doesn't matter because neither one knew what the other one was getting to. They just knew they had to get where they needed to go the fastest that they could and they had to pick up the rope and they had to gather themselves and figure out what they had to do because we've been talking this whole series about this. Start fast, finish strong. We've been leaning up, leading up to today in this whole story of Elisha and what God's doing in Elisha's ministry and what it means for us and how Elisha started fast. He, he got started, he was plowing a field and all of a sudden his life changed forever. He had to burn his plow and his oxen and get rid of his past to move forward to his future right he had to he had to answer the question from Elijah his mentor what do you want what do you want in life what do you want from your mentor what do you want from this what do you want from that right then he had to strike the water he had to actually pick up what God promised him and strike the water and see God do amazing things and and, and then he had to get to a place to where he started a ministry school and they lost what they begged for so they had to see God do another miracle and raise iron 
in, in the middle of a river, as we talked about last week, and he, they had to find their edge again. And then today, I want to talk to you about this. And it, it's this thought. We got to keep pounding. We got to keep, keep pounding. We, we can't stop too quick. We can't stop too early. We can't stop too good. And I know that, that's a little ode to our Carolina Panthers and their new coaching staff, but we got to keep keep pounding. We got to keep going. We can't drop the rope and just say, I'll get there. You'll never accomplish what you want to accomplish if you stop. And, and I want to talk about that today because I want to talk about the fact that I'm going to be real honest. I'm tired of seeing people walk away from what God's promised them. I'm tired of seeing people walk away from God's sacrifice for the church. God's sacrifice for the family. I'm tired of watching people leave their faith behind because after all, I'm tired. After all, God didn't, God didn't give me the prayer, that I, the answer I thought I should get when I prayed. I'm sick of watching the church eat our own, turn, turn our back on each other and stab each other in the back rather than attack culture and, and go after things and see what God wants to do in other people's lives. And attack, I don't mean in a bad way. I mean like just go after it and see what God's going to do. I'm, I'm tired of watching people go, oh, I'm so excited about what God's going to do in my life. And then six months later, we're tired. This person said that. This per that person said this. And it's not that God wants us to stop. It's that we want to stop because we're probably honestly getting burned out because we're not adding any fuel to our spiritual fire. We want the pastor to feed us. We want our leader to feed us. And that is my job is to feed the sheep, but my job is also to lead an organization and an army of people that are going to make a difference in the kingdom of God. It is not my job to set up a buffet every single week for you to eat from once a week and never eat again. That is not what I was called to do. That is not the role of a pastor. The role of a pastor is to lead and to give the word of the house and to push us where God wants us to go in this area to make a difference. If we only eat on Sundays, we will starve to death the rest of the week. And then we want to know why we feel so burned out. And I'm just sick and frustrated and fed up with watching people walk away from faith. Because after all, pastor, I tried it for this long and it just didn't work out. Well, why didn't it work out? Well, he never answered my prayers. Well, when did you pray for him? Well, pray to him. Well, whenever my marriage was in trouble, he didn't come through. Did you say a word to him before that? The Bible says it like this, seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. In other words, he says, if you seek me and do it my way, then you'll have the abundance of everything else. Not have the abundance of everything else and then seek me. And, and so I, I just want to talk about today what it means to, to finish strong, to keep pounding. I want to read, second, uh, I'm sorry, 2 Kings uh, chapter 13, and I want to read verses 14 through 19 with you today. And I don't think it's going to take me long to get through this because I've already preached most of the message. It says this, when Elisha became sick with the illness of which he was to die, Joash, the king of Israel, came down to him and wept over him and said, my father, my father, the chariots of Israel and its horsemen. Elisha said to him, take a bow and, and arrows. And so he took a bow and took arrows. And then he said to the king of Israel, put your hand on the bow. And he put his hand on it. And then Elisha laid his hand on the king's hands. And he said, open the window toward the east. And he opened it. And then Elisha said, shoot. And he shot. And he said, the Lord's arrow of victory, even the arrow of victory over Aram. For you will defeat the Arame Arameans 
at Aphek until you have destroyed them. Then he said, take the arrows, and he took them. And he said to the king of Israel, strike the ground. And he struck it three times, and then he stopped. And so the man of God, being Elisha, was angry with him and said, you should have struck five or six times. Then you would have struck Aram until you would have destroyed it. But now you shall strike Aram only three times. And then after that story, Elisha passes away and his ministry is over. I want to give you three quick things today. The first one is this, out of this, is we got to learn to take our shot. we got to learn to, to take our shot. Wayne Gretzky one of the greatest hockey players of all time, says this quote. He, he said this in an interview one day, and I, I, I love it. He says, you miss 100% of the shots you never take. You miss 100% of the shots. Have you ever thought about how amazing it is at how often and how easy we can talk ourselves out of doing something we know God's told us to do? You know what I'm saying? Like, think about it like this. Let's, uh, let's, go, let's go finances, right? So that's something that touches everybody in the room. I try to find universal illustrations uh, finances right so God lays on our heart and he clearly lays down in scripture that one way to obey, obey him in finances and, and to have blessed finances and to obey him and love him and improve our our, our our commitment to him is to tithe and give our first 10% right and, and it, it, it's easy when we're in the moment to go yeah God I love you I'm going to do that but then when the bills are due right or when the car breaks down or, or when you can't afford diapers and all these things, like it's easy to look at ourselves and go, well, God will understand, and, and God does understand, and there's nothing that we go through that God doesn't understand and God doesn't get, but it doesn't take away the act of obedience no matter what. And, and the reality is we can talk ourselves out of doing anything God has already told us to do. God, I know you want me to pray for that person, but if I go up there and I pray for that person right now, then they're going to think this, and this is going to happen. They're going to think I'm better than my, them. Or, or God, uh, there's an altar call at church, and, and God's like, hey, you need to get your tail up there because it's a symbolic symbol, uh, a nature of laying something down and like going to the gym and working out your spiritual muscle. And we're going, yeah, but if I go up there, they're going to think this, and, and this could happen, and they think I got it all together. And if I go up there and I'm showing them I'm, I, I don't, and that's great. Quit carrying the weight of perfection that you don't have anyway. How often, how often can we talk ourselves out of what God's, God's asked us to do? We need to learn to, to, take, to take our shot. And I love the fact that not only when it's time to take our shot, he, he, Elisha's looking at the king and, and he, at Joash, and he says to Joash, he says, um, to put your hand on the bow. And then he says, shoot. And he shot. And he said, the Lord's arrow of victory. Can I just give you this word of encouragement today? Don't shoot the wrong arrows. Don't shoot the wrong arrows. Here's what I mean. Like he said, you need to shoot the Lord's arrow of victory. Can I tell you that some of us, we shoot shots, but it's, the, it's our uh, uh, mentality of negativity that we shoot. It's our victim position in life that we shoot. It's our judgment that we shoot. It's our bitterness that we shoot. And wherever the arrow hits, it's going to hit with the pain of what you shot it with. And so if you go to Academy Sports today, there's... There's all kinds of arrows that you can get. And they all hit different and they all, they all make different patterns and they all uh, uh, will injure differently or whatever it looks like. And can I just tell you, the arrow you shoot matters. Because some of you, some of us, our marriage is in the place it's in because we're shooting the wrong arrows to it. Come on. Our relationship is in the place it's in because we're shooting in arrows of baggage that we've had for 20 years rather than arrows of love that we have for them. 
We have arrows of religion that we're shooting at the church rather than arrows of belief. We have arrows of hatred that we shoot at other followers of Jesus because after all, they're out to get me. And so we shoot bitterness and hatred and frustration and we kill our own whenever God's going, no, shoot the arrow of victory because I think here's what Jesus, if he was in our face today physically, he'd look at us and say this, you're not fighting for victory anymore. The victory, you, the battle of victory is already won. Uh, when, when I died on the cross and I rose three days later and I held the keys to death, hell, and the grave in, in my hands, I, I already gave you victory. You're not fighting for victory. You're not fighting a battle that needs to be won. You're, you're living in a war that has already been won and, and you just have to fight and shoot the arrow that I've given you a victory. You're fighting from victory, not, not for it. And, and, I, and I, I just want us to get to a place to where we understand that there's nothing in our lives that we face that Jesus hasn't. There's nothing in our lives that we will face that Jesus hasn't conquered. Our victory is because of his suffering. Can I tell you this? The things that we think are so terrible in our lives, most, a lot of other people around you would pray for. Man, I, I, this job is just terrible and da-da-da. And there's people unemployed sitting on their couch filling out 30 applications a day trying to get a job and they would love to have your job. You know? The, the man that you complain about to, to, your, to your girlfriends or, or, your, or, or your friends that because he's a, he doesn't do this right and he doesn't do that right, there's somebody that's single that would love to have that man of God in their life. Or not that man of God, but a man of God like that. Like the truth is, is we got to understand that we got to start fighting and taking our shots the right way. And so he, he takes the shots and then something interesting takes place. And so he takes a shot and Elisha sees that he's going to take the shot. and He's going to do what he's got to do, right? And Elisha says, all right, here's more arrows. I, I love the fact that after Elisha tells him what to do, where to point, where to shoot, how to do it, now Elisha goes, now here's more arrows. It's almost as if Elisha is looking at the king and he's going, I'm not giving you all this ammunition until you prove to me that you'll listen to instruction. How many times do we want to jump right to the top of something without going through a process? God, I, I need your blessing now, but don't teach me how to steward it through hard times. Hey, hey, pastor, I want to be in leadership now, but don't ask me to serve somewhere. Listen, you're not fit to be a leader until you're fit to be a servant. Leadership is above you until serving is no longer beneath you. Are you with me today? He said, he said hey, listen, King Joash, I know what you want to accomplish, but here's one arrow, and you got one shot to show me how much you're going to listen. I think one of the things we have to learn in, in church and, and in following Jesus today is that we got we to gotta prove and we got to show that we're willing to listen to God's voice and the voice that God puts, the voices God puts in our lives. Too often we pray for direction and guidance, but we don't want to hear what anybody has to say. We pray for direction and guidance, but we don't sit down and listen to what God has to say. We don't open the Bible and hear his word and his teaching and his direction and listen to his Holy Spirit. We don't listen to the pastor and the leaders. We don't listen to that stuff because, after all, I know better than you. Church, I've often said this. This is funny to me. may not be to you. I've often said that church is the one organization in the planet where everybody knows how to do it better than the person that's been called how to do it. 
Everybody's got an opinion on how it should be done because, and then everybody, if you don't do it that way, you're wrong and you're terrible and you're not listening to God because I am, because I'm holier than you are. And some of us, we just need to learn like Joash did. Think about this. This is a king, y'all. He's over armies. He's over nations. He's over people. And he's looking at the man of God going, you tell me what to do. And I will listen to you. And here's what he's basically saying. God, I need your direction in my life so much that whomever you send in my life that is the man of God for that season and for that time in my life, I will listen to what they say. And after Elisha figures out that he'll listen, he now gives him more ammo. What if we've got arrows sitting in a quiver somewhere in a corner because we're not listening to the voices God's put in our lives? What if there's arrows that we need to shoot? What if there's things that we need to do because we're not listening to God? We just want, we just want to be able to look at people and go, look what God's done to me. We're serving God for blessing rather than serving God because he loves us. Rather than he loved us first. I love Luke chapter 16, verse 10. It says this, it says that when you're faithful with little, you're blessed with much. It's a principle. It's, it's a kingdom principle. When you're faithful with little, when you learn how to handle little, when you learn how to handle engagement, then you'll be blessed with a great marriage. When you know how to handle self-control and you can stay away from these things, then you'll be able to handle and you'll be able to be blessed with kids that know how to do the same thing. When you know how to spiritually battle against generational curses, and I, and I do that, then, then I'll learn how to be blessed with more. Because after all, it's, it's, a, it's a kingdom principle. We just want to say, well, God, I just want more. I just want more. No, you don't want more until you know how to handle less. More will crush us until we know how to handle less. We get mad at small steps. I know I do. Anybody else with me? I get mad at small steps. Zechariah chapter 4 verse 10 says it like this. Do not despise small beginnings. Let me give you this thought. Every great accomplishment started with a single step. Every great accomplishment, your iPhone that you love started with a small step. Your computer started with a small step. Your car started with a small step. Every great accomplishment in life starts with a small step of obeying something that they feel pushing and pulling them in on the inside. We've got to learn that small steps are indications that something greater is on the way. Small steps are okay. Small steps of obedience are okay. If you want to accomplish something and you want to finish strong in 2020, we've got to come to a place to where we embrace small steps and we fight through it and we pick up the rope and we keep going in the rhythm and we don't get mad because we messed up. We just get the rhythm right again and we just start moving because we got to get to a place to where the destination is more important than the moment. The moment doesn't define you. The destination is where we're going. We're going to do something. And then the last point that I want to I get to and I, I want to hammer for just a minute is this, that at the end, he looks and, and, and Elisha tells him, he says, strike, strike the ground. So he's got the arrows. He says, strike the ground, right? And so, and so Joash goes, one, two, three. He strikes the ground and he stops. And it says Elisha got mad. He got he got angry. He looked at the king and he said, why? Why would you stop? It's almost as if you only serve a God that can only do three things but not six. Why would you stop striking? the ground? I told you it was God's arrow of victory. I, I told you that it was 
the way to defeat Aram. I told you this is what God was going to do. And you only believed God for one, two, three. You, you didn't defeat, you, you didn't believe God could do more than three? He said, you should have you struck the ground five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten times. But you stopped on three, and now instead of defeating the Arameans, now you've just wounded them. Victory is not in your hands because you quit too soon. When the rope fell and you didn't know what to do, you didn't pick it back up. You just stopped. Here's what I just believe that I think we all need to hear today. Let this be the year where we quit walking away. Stop quitting on your marriage. Stop quitting on your friendships. Stop quitting on your job. Stop quitting on your church. Stop quitting on the promises of God. Stop quitting on inviting. Stop quitting on praying. Stop quitting on worshiping. Yes, it's going to get hard. Your legs are going to burn. Your lungs are going to run out of air. It's going to be frustrating. You're going to drop the rope. You're going to eat it. You're going to fall on your face. Whatever it is. But you've got to keep pounding because victory is in the commitment to consistency. What are you really believing for? He looked at, it, it, it never amazed me. He said, Joash, Joash, I, I need you. Like, we've been talking about this God thing, and you know how big God is and what God wants to do, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Elisha says, strike the ground. Calm down, Pastor Chris. It's okay. He hates when I do that with a mic. When we quit too soon, we may forfeit the victory. What if he'd have kept going? <laughs> I'm tired, but I'm going to strike again. I don't know where this one's going to go, but I'm going to strike again. I'm going to pray one more time. I, I know my marriage is struggling, but there's one more arrow. I, I, I know my heart, it, 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 I'm going through some things, but... I'm going to strike one more time. I, I know that I'm angry, but I'm going to strike one more time. I'm going to do what I got to do. What if we said, I know I know my spirit is burning because it's wearing out a little bit, but I'm going to strike one more time. I, I, I know my prayer life is struggling, but I'm going to strike one more time. I, I know that my church needs me, and I'm tired, but I'm going to strike one more time. I'm going to see this thing through to the end of victory. I'm not going to quit too soon. I'm not going to forfeit it. I'm going to keep pounding. Well, keep pounding. What if, I, I just, man, what if followers got to a place to where we were no longer distracted more than we were determined? Here's what I mean, like, man, we'll strike away as long as everything's going well. I got a good job. My life group's good. All this stuff, right? We're striking, we're pounding, we're hitting the ground, we're believing for victory, everything's great. And then the first time, the first time it don't come through like we want. Oh, I'm shooting out the wrong window now. What if you're not? What if it's, you just gotta keep striking the ground? And, and I'm, I see an epidemic of followers of Jesus that walk away from the things of God 
that walk away from building his church, that walk away from, from building a marriage, that walk away from raising kids, that walk away from fighting addiction, that walk away from spiritual battles, that walk away from generational curses. We walk away because after all, living for Jesus and, 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 and living in faith is not supposed to be hard. My marriage is difficult right now. We argue and we're disconnected and it just must mean that God's got somebody else for me now. No, when you said I do, it's a covenant that never goes away and it never stops and you fight through for love because love is a choice, not a feeling. After all, I don't want to get up at 5.30, 6 o'clock in the morning to serve my church and build my church that's going to change lives for generations. And listen, I'll tell you something. I will sacrifice all 80 years or plus of my life to build a church that will change thousands of years of eternity and destination for others if that's what it takes. Why? Because I won't stop pounding. Where are the people that will pound for what God has called us to do? Where are the people that take God at his word? Where are the followers? And I know some of you are like, I don't even know Jesus like that. Then you don't know a God that commits to you no matter when it's rough and no matter when it's good. You don't know the God that I know that wraps his arms around you in the times of despair and of hurt and of pain and comforts you more than any man or woman ever could. You don't know the God that I know that loved me more in my mess than I do in my goodness. You don't know the God that I know that gave his son, the one that he loves, to walk on the earth and encounter everything I'll encounter so that I don't have to die for it, so that I don't have to be held in judgment for it. He paid the price that I couldn't pay. But after all, it's difficult right now, Pastor. I just can't. Can I tell you when it's difficult is the moment you need to ramp it up, not walk away. I'm tired. I'm not just talking about this church. I'm tired of watching believers in Jesus. I know what time it is. Thank you for hanging with me. I, I just am tired of watching people that love Jesus, but the moment it doesn't go right, I don't understand why my family member had to pass away. Me either, but it doesn't change God. I don't understand this and I don't understand that and I didn't get a paycheck and I don't have a job and da da da. I get all that and it's hard and that's why we have life groups to walk with us through it. But it doesn't change God. So if we want to finish strong, starting fast is great. We want to finish strong. It's commitment is where it's at. We got to keep pounding. We can't just hit the ground. And the amount of times we pound for the accomplishment of what God's called us to do is indicative of the God we believe in. I'll pound until you answer my prayer in a way that I don't like. Then you don't believe in a God, you believe in a gumball machine. Just call it like it is. Let's finish this thing up right. That's like looking at your husband and going, I'll love you and commit to you until you do one thing and leave your underwear next to the clothes hamper. It makes sense, does it? Man, let's do this thing. Let's walk out of here and pound the ground. 
Let's walk out of here and strike the ground. Let's walk out of here and walk in victory and not fight for it, but fight from it. Let's walk out of here and begin declaring, no, we're going to take over this town. We're going to take over this county. We're going to see the multiple campuses come this year. We're going to build a building here in the next little while. We're going to do some things that are going to change the world. Why? Because I believe my God is that big. I'll do what I got to do to see what he's going to do. If you would stand to your feet with me today. If there's anybody in the room with eyes closed that would say, Pastor, I just need to give him my life today and sacrifice everything I have to him. I want to give him my heart and my life and start a new life in the kingdom of God with, with God through the forgiveness of Jesus. If that's you, would you raise your hand right where you are? If you're ready to pray the prayer of salvation today, submit your life to a God that loves you right where you are, but too much to leave you there. Amen. Now, here's what I'm going to pray. I don't want you to raise your hands. I'm going to pray this over every single person. The openness of your spirit and heart determine how you will receive this. But here's what I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray boldness. I'm going to pray that there's a faith that rises up in you. That we stop walking away and cowering back when it gets hard. But we strike the ground more than we've ever struck the ground before. We grab the arrows and we load them up and we start shooting. And we begin declaring that the enemy has no victory. He has no place. He has no heart in this fight. And he is already defeated. He's underneath our feet. And we will take our rightful place as heirs to the throne, to the kingdom of God through Jesus Christ. And we will fight from victory right now. Father, we honor you. We worship you. And God, I thank you that you consider us some and daughters of the king and today I begin to declare that there are people in the room that God we're going to begin standing on what you've called us to do we will not stop we will not stop at three we will not stop at six days we will go seven eight nine ten we will do what we've got to do to keep seeing what you've promised us we'll open the word we'll worship your presence we'll do what we've got to do we'll commit to your church we'll commit to your kids we'll invite we'll pray we'll fast we'll do we'll, whatever it takes God I pray that there's a boldness rising up within us today that declares that we don't serve a small God. We serve a great big God that, that he's designed and put order into the universe. And today I declare that miracles are taking place. Marriages are coming back together. Families are being knit back together. Addictions are leaving. Depression is leaving. Negative mentalities are leaving. As we load the arrow of victory of God in our foes and in our lives, God, we declare victory in this life. And we know that as we go out here and change this world, we're going to see you do things that we've only hoped for. In your name we pray. Amen and amen. Make some noise for Jesus in the house. Real quick, guys, I want you to grab your invite cards. Stop by the Connect Center. Sign up for Light Group if you haven't. Sign up for Next Level Marriages. It's going to be amazing in the back. Grab your invite cards. Go bring somebody with you. Let's go change the world. I'll see you next Sunday.